0: Hello, Potters. Welcome to episode 176 of CosPod, the podcast for all things cosplay. And based on my voice, you can probably tell it's not Amber. Once again, she is not here. Unfortunately, she is having some technical difficulties, so she's not able to make it today. That's cool, though. We got an episode that'll last for about 30 minutes. Perfect timing, and we'll take care of everything. You got me and my rambling. All to yourselves. It's going to be awesome. Don't be afraid, I promise this is gonna go really well and as smoothly as can be. So (laughs) first things first, we'll do some CosPod updates. Um, I have already posted on our Facebook page for requests for submissions and entries for your cosplay horror stories. And if you can send those in by October 10th, that would be amazing. We're gonna be filming our After Dark session um, either that week or the week after and we just need enough time to roll through all the stories add them to our list and then compile them so we can get our episode together. And you can either post directly on the Facebook page if you have no problem sharing the information. Um, If you want it to be a little bit more private, you can email us at podcast at cospot.org or you can even message us directly on Discord, you know, whatever you are most comfortable with. If you want to leave out the names of the convention, of yourself, that's cool too. Just let us know in a note, you know, hey, please leave my name out of this. No problem. Yes, Lester Candy, he, the quote queen, the show must go on. show must always go on, some way or another. But yeah, um, I know I've got a big bag of horror stories. Amber has a few of them. And we've already got a couple that have been submitted through our Discord channel. So I'm looking forward to sharing a bunch of those. The cosplay horror stories, they're either really funny or really disturbing, but in a humorous, lighthearted way. So it's not like too crazy or too creepy. Um Many, many, many fun times will happen with cosplay horror stories, <laughs> needless to say. So we hope that you guys enjoy it. So remember, the submission date is going to be October 10th. So you've got just under a month, plenty of time, but don't let it slip by. Make sure to send those in and we'll be able to read them on the show. And I'm in the process of updating our website feed again, so it should be up to date as of this weekend with episode 175, as well as our iTunes and all that goodness. Okay. Okay. So, let's roll into our cosplay updates. And mine are kind of pathetic and sad because I did something really dumb last week. So, give me a second. We're going to be sharing directly from my Instagram feed. Um, So, this is what happened to me last Thursday. Was it last Thursday or last? No, it was last Thursday because Wednesday I was at a meeting in the morning. I burned my hand not super badly. It was just enough to be like, well, my whole hand feels like it's on fire. I can't do anything with this. So for a solid week, I couldn't really do much with my hand. Um it's much better now. I have got first aid training, so I knew exactly what to do the second that the coffee hit my hand. I immediately cleaned it. I had burn cream. I had everything ready to go except we ran out of gauze. And for some reason, the two 24-hour pharmacies around us had no gauze on hand. Why? I don't know, but whatever. So yeah, um, I couldn't really do any sewing, and I was in the mood for sewing. Plus, work is starting to steadily slow down that I'm regaining some of my lost free time. So I was actually looking forward to doing some sewing. And then this happened, and my dexterity went out the window. Kind of need both hands to do Embroidery and applique. So I was like, well, this is awesome. So (laughs) instead, I spent some of my time um, finishing up cutting out the shapes that I need to do the applique and then applying them to the organza. Uh, This is the same method that I did with the top of Snow White's bodice. And it's just basically cutting out the shapes with the satin, um, using the purple heat and bond to attach it to organza. And it has a stabilizer backing it. So that way it's a little bit stiffer and it's easier to sew through. I don't have to worry about it wrinkling or mussing up when I do the actual stitching itself. And I've got all of it done for the bottom of the dress. And then here's just a sequence of it as it all comes together because it's just maddening how many pieces are involved. These two pieces off to the top left are actually going to be the center of the dress, but I just needed a spot where I could put them. And I did actually get a chance to start the embroidery slash applique process two days ago. My hand felt better and I was out of the big funky bandage at that point that I could start maneuvering and shifting things around. So that was nice. So it's a slow and steady process. I'm really trying, guys. I'm really trying to get this done. I really... Want to feel accomplished this year and get one costume done. Cause at this point, the one I have planned for for Fan Fest is probably not gonna happen just because work and life have taken over everything. Also, I'm trying to figure out the mystery of these two random pieces that I cut out. I had everything labeled. I actually have like little baggies that I put everything in that tells me exactly where each piece goes and like is it on the left side, is it on the right side, is it a centerpiece? And then these two pieces came out of nowhere and I have no idea what they're attached to. So I'm like, um, well, this is going to be my mystery. Now (laughs) I have to figure out the mystery of these missing pieces. It's so great. Awesome. (laughs) So I I don't know where that's going to be going, but yeah, I'm hoping and praying for the best that I can at least get this costume done. It's it literally is right there. I have all the major components, Completed. I still need to make the cape, but thankfully, the cape itself is very straightforward. It's just psh, triangle shape, clean edges. There's, I don't think there's a lining to it. I don't remember. I don't remember buying lining. So I'm pretty sure that there isn't lining. I just need to make sure I have a clean edge around it and then add the attachments on that to the bodice, and the cape is done. And then literally, all I have left to do is just the applique on the bottom of the dress. That's it. Nothing else needs to be handled. So I'm hoping for the best. I really just want to get it done. I just want it to be done. I don't even know when I'm going to wear it. I just want it to be done. And to feel like a pretty princess, that's it. Am I sure they're not scraps? I am positive they're not scraps because... Hang on a second. I'm going to pull. I have all my stencils with me. They're a little bit rolled up right now, so I apologize. So I've made extensive number of stencils and traced everything out multiple times to ensure that I had all the pieces that I need. And they came from this. So I know that they're on here somewhere, but I keep looking and hunting and I can't seem to figure out where they go. I will figure it out though. I know that I will figure it out. I just have no idea where. And I'm sure pretty sure it's gonna be one of those where I'm attaching it to the bottom of the dress. And then I'll look at one side and be like, that looks great. I'll look at the other side and be like, that's missing something. And then I'll figure out that's where the two pieces go. That's my theory at least. But yeah, so you can see I'm steadily getting close on all that funness. I'm sure this looks great on the camera. All that shininess, because this is a mirror organza. So it's musting up my camera so badly. (laughs) But we'll get there. We'll figure it out. Oh, big piece incoming. I gave myself extra space so I had room to kind of maneuver the uh, embroidery all around the edges. Oh yeah, it'll be fun this, as I figure out where those two missing pieces go. So yeah, that's all I have for my own personal cosplay progress. Fingers crossed, like I'm really shooting that I can get this done. I really want this done. Even if I don't wear it this year, I just want it done. Because then I can say I have a Disney princess costume for once. Life goals. (laughs) And then the only other cosplay update I wanted to share is to remind everybody that it's National Sewing Month here in the States. And it it is a real thing. It's not like a joke thing. It was actually um, a proclamation declared by President Reagan in 1982 for National Sewing Month. Um, And in his words, according to their website, it says it's in recognition of the importance of home sewing to our nation, whatever that meant in 1982. So there is a website for it. It's called nationalsewingmonth.org. And if you go there, they have quite a few resources on events that are happening throughout the month. Um, They also have some free sewing projects and some guidelines, Um, even some embroidery and applique articles, which I haven't had a chance to look through those, but I'm sure that they're probably helpful. But even more important is if you live within the States, or even if you live outside of the States, you're probably starting to see a lot of promotional emails with some extra discounts. So yay, can't go wrong with that. Thank you, Joannes. Always much appreciated. <laughs> Can never go wrong with the freebies. So yeah, give, give those a look too, cause it doesn't hurt. And um, they also had a list of like instructors all around the country where you could go to classes and learn different projects and different techniques. And, you know, that might be be up your alley too. That could be kind of fun. Okay, so moving right along, we are gonna go into our topic today, which is actually gonna be cosplay news. In this case, we're gonna be talking about uh, the the bomb that happened at Calafacon East. And I meant that figuratively, not literally. Maybe a water bomb. Would that make sense? Probably makes sense. Um, Colossicon East took place this past weekend. So that would have been uh, September 7th through September 9th. And Colossicon East is the smaller version of Colossal Con, the big show that takes place in Ohio. Colossicon East is in Pennsylvania. And it's a little bit smaller. It's still new. It's still trying to figure out what it is. I think it's only three or four years old, but it's definitely an offshoot of the main brand. And it's the intent of having uh, cosplayers come together at this water park resort so you can have fun, enjoy the coolness of the water park, you know, get fun photos, meet new people. you know it's it's Con, but in a more compact form. And unfortunately, about midday on Sunday, just out of nowhere, the hotel decided to ban costumes and photography from the water park, which is very, very strange given that that's the entire reason why the convention is there. It was to have the water park so cosplayers could partake in it and have photos done and all this goodness. Um, It was originally reported by one of the photographers that was attending. And for those who don't know, with ColossalCon, and I've seen a couple of other conventions do this now. They have a specific photography pass that photographers can purchase. It's usually a little bit cheaper than the main pass, but it doesn't give you the same privileges. Like sometimes you can't go to certain panels, you can't go to certain events, Um, but you can use it to basically have access to most of the convention and do photography sessions. Um, And it's a way for the convention to kind of reap some of the benefits of photographers being on site. And it also allows photographers to charge their normal rates. Usually when um conventions sometimes will frown upon co- photographers going out and being like, hey, you need to pay this in order to have your photos taken. And some conventions are okay, some of them are not, because they don't feel like they're benefiting from it. It's other people making money on their business space. So it's a way for the convention and the photographers to work together and have a mutual relationship. So, since the water park is kind of the main feature of ColossalCon East, to have it shut down randomly on Sunday in the middle of the day when you still had a good five, six hours of daylight and cosplaying to go on, because especially at a resort like this where you pay a lot of money, you definitely want to get the most out of it. So, needless to say, not many people were happy. They went to Facebook, they went to Twitter. They sent messages to the convention going, like, what's going on? What is this thing? Um, And from the responses that I've been seeing from the cosplayers and the attendees is a lot of them were understanding that it wasn't the convention's fault. It was the hotel's fault. This wasn't the convention saying, hey, we got to stop this. This was the hotel saying, hey, no more. Um, If people were bringing in props to the pool, they were turned away. So if you had something that was stored in one of the pool lockers, you had to hand off your prop to a friend or you had to store it somewhere else before you could come in and get your items and then you could leave. Uh, no cameras were allowed, only cell phones because cell phones were considered emergencies. So if people were able to get in and take cell phone photos. Not as great as a DSLR, but hey, it works. Um, but even in general, like people who were just showing up with a normal bathing suit, and maybe having a wig on, some of them said they were turned away. And it was like, um... Why? What was going on? This is very random and kind of out of nowhere. And the, from what I understand, at least from what Colossicon staff has posted is that um, the hotel received complaints that children were being featured in photos, which is not really, you know, you're just like, okay. So parents were kind of worried that because their kids were running around that they would be in the background of all these photos and they wouldn't be edited out. And they also felt like some of the cosplayers were dressing a little too skimpy and some things were showing what they shouldn't have been showing. At least that's their argument. Um, From just generally what I saw the photos from the event, it didn't seem that out of the ordinary of what people would normally wear to a pool or to a resort. Nothing was really skimpy or dangling out. So it's hard to really say for certain. It's all he said, she said, and there's not much that we can really support that with. But I do want to say that the response that I've seen from classicon staff was very quick and they were very on point. Um, they posted the day of as well as the day after the convention, asking people to submit in their experiences when the pool was closed to cosplayers. Um, They wanted to get as much information together before they approached the hotel and asked them what was going on. Because it definitely was rough to be singled out like that, especially when you're a paying attendee. You're there to get photos, you're there to take advantage of the pool and the very expensive (laughs) resort fees, only to be turned away. Um, And just to kind of put more salt into the wound, from my understanding, the hotel sent out a notice about a week, a week and a half before the convention, letting All of their guests know that this con was going on and that the hotel pool was likely to have a lot of cosplayers involved. And if you're not comfortable with that, you know, they'll be happy to rebook you or reschedule you without any additional fees. You know, they wouldn't have to pay higher hotel rates for being later in the year or for moving up their stay. You know, and of course, by that time, it's a little difficult to make changes if you have your your travel plan set. But that was still really nice of the hotel to offer. They gave them the heads up. So everybody was fully aware of what was going on and still some of the hotel staff members felt like, nope, we just got to shut it all down. And that left a very sour taste in a lot of mouths. Um, What I do want to do right now is I'm going to share the convention's response from the con chair about the whole situation. And as you can see, he... Responded on September 11th, which was only two days after the convention. So they, they were on top of it. They were very concerned. They understood that people were not happy and they addressed it in a, in a very honest and straightforward fashion. So this is what he said. So this is the con chair. And I'd like to address what happened with the water park on Sunday of the convention. I agree that the water park security's decision on the fly to shut down cosplay and photography at noon was horrible and unfair. It's unfortunate that a location could have 500 good employees, but a couple grumpy ones can really taint our experience. I'm still collecting all the emails, testimonies, and even the memes to forward them to to forward to them with a formal complaint. If you have something you'd like to add but haven't sent to us yet, please send it to classfalconis.com. I don't think there is any remedy for what happened this year, but we can focus on not allowing it to happen again. I had just left the premises on Sunday because things had been going so smoothly when all of this broke out. Otherwise, I would have marched over there to confront them on their sudden change of policy. I apologize for not being there and I'll make sure I never leave early again. I apologize to anyone who felt their concerns weren't addressed properly in con ops. That is an issue that is being addressed. I want everyone to know that you can Always ask for myself, Donald, and as long as I'm onsite and awake, I'll come to help. To most of the staff at the Poconos Kalahari, we are still new to them and still haven't yet adjusted. That's not an excuse by any means. In the past two years, I've continually and strongly suggested that they speak to the staff in Sandusky, Ohio, which is where the main Colossal Con takes place, and take advice from them. Please keep in mind that most of the staff there really do enjoy having us. I even had some staff reach out to us after the con to apologize for what they felt was a bad call by the water park security. I hope you can give them another chance. Thank you for your patience with us. So like I said, that was, it feels like a heartfelt apology. It feels like they're trying their best to come to a resolution with the situation and hope that it doesn't happen again. Um, But to also... Address it with the hotel, because I think they're probably locked into a contract with them that they can't really get out of without having to pay a hefty fine. Even though, you know, within reason, like the hotel did probably break something in the contract by closing down the water park to cosplayers. But I'm sure it's something that they want to resolve because they don't want to give up the location. It's probably appropriate for them and for their venue. And until they get to the point where they can rent out the whole space, which is probably going to be a couple of years, they kind of have to play nice with the hotel. So it's kind of a give or take situation. I'm going to quickly read through the comments. So from Lester Candy, uh, Colossicon is getting a Texas branch. They think it's happening in a year or two. And I think you said it was San Antonio. That sounds about right. We've been getting a lot of water park, resorts in the DFW area. And I know that there are more that are opening up near Austin and near San Antonio. I would not be surprised. And yeah, it is the water park employees' fault, but they are a part of the hotel. So it's all part of the Calahiri chain. Um, it's not like an off-site or an offshoot. They're all under the same management and same brand. Um, and it sounded like, at least from what I was reading on the initial post before the con chair brought up his statement, um, that it was guests of the hotel complaining to the hotel, and then the hotel relayed that to security. That, At least that's my assumption, and based off of what I'm reading, it seems like that's how everybody was experiencing it. And I will say... Depending on the hotel and depending on the location, there are some hotels that can be sticklers about photography in certain areas of their hotel. I mean, obviously in the employee only areas, but even in the pool areas, some places are like no cameras allowed. Cell phones are okay because you need them to communicate with people, but no professional cameras. Um, I know that for me, when I used to work with Akon and they were transforming the Anatole to have that water area, in their gardens, um, they had a very strict like from the get go. They were telling us you cannot have professional camera equipment in here. It's phones only. And before we moved out of the anatole that was my biggest concern was relaying that to groups who wanted to do meetups. Like, hey, the water park is off limits. You don't understand. You cannot go in there with professional cameras or even just you know the low grade point and shoot cameras. They're not going to allow it. It's cell phones only and as a hotel chain, they're allowed to do that. They can make up their own rules if that's what they wanna go with, that's what they wanna go with. Um, and for them, it's probably concerned about the safety of their guests, um, but also to ensure the privacy of their guests too. Cause there might be some people who are just not comfortable having their bikini bods, quote unquote, in the background of a cosplay photo. That's probably not why they were there. They're there just to enjoy the water park. And I think that was probably some of the concern with parents, too. I mean, I'm trying to play devil's advocate on both sides. You know, some parents probably didn't realize that this is what the cosplayers were intending, that they were actually going to go into the water park and take photos. And their kids are probably running around, playing in the wave pool, going down slides. And they didn't want to see their kids in the backgrounds of those photos that are going to go up online later. Understandable. Uh, The counter argument that I have heard is well, if somebody has a nice camera like a DSLR, they're probably going to be wise to photoshopping the kids out. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Depends on the photographer. If it's a well known photographer and he does this either as a living or he does it really well as a hobby, then yes, he or she will already know to photoshop the kids out. If it's a young photographer who's very new to the whole thing, not as likely. They may know to blur out the kids' faces or to make sure that the cosplayer is the primary focus and not the whole scene, but chances are they probably don't know about the kid thing and they may leave the kid in and therefore you'll have unhappy parents or guardians seeing that their kid is online in a cosplay photo. Not not a very cool situation to be in. But um, I will also say that simply just Photoshopping it out, uh, it, it sounds easy on paper. <laughs> as somebody who does digital design and graphic design for a living, it's not always the case. In many situations, that easy Photoshopping out can take anywhere from 30 minutes to six hours, depending on the scene and what you have to work with. It's not always as easy as clicking a button removing the kid and then filling in the background to match everything else. It's all about the location, the situation, and I would imagine especially for a water park where you have to deal with a lot of moving pieces, specifically the water, that can be really difficult to replicate in Photoshop and to have it look natural. So just simply cropping out the kid is not going to fix everything, unfortunately. So again, I understand the parent's concerns, I also understand the cosplayers' concerns. You know, It's one of those weird situations where they're going to have to talk to the hotel and figure out what's going on. And I'm sure that both the hotel and Colossal Con East are going to have to come to an understanding that, hey, if this convention is still going to keep coming here, they're probably going to have different rules. They're probably going to have tighter rules, which is unfortunate for the cosplayers because they really didn't do anything wrong other than they showed up and they were in cosplay. Whoop-dee-doo. But... It's one of those things that you get to deal with when you're a con chair and you're staff members. And these are the problems that you get to deal with. Always a good time. <laughs> okay, and with that, that's, that was my main topic today, was just talking about the photography issue at Con East, yay. Simple, easy, done, to the point. But if you have your own questions or comments that you want to add to this subject, you are always more than welcome to join us in the discussion that we have on all of our social media channels as well as our Discord. Or you can even email us privately and we can chat with you there. Our email is always open and we're always open to responding to you. If you have suggestions for the shows, if you have questions, if you have comments, if things you would like for us to talk about in future episodes, make sure to contact us and follow us on our social media. Post to your You'll probably get two responses for myself and Amber because that's how we roll. And do not forget, cosplay horror stories. Due October 10th. Please send them in. We would love to share them on the air. It's the one time a year where Amber and I just have fun and we let it loose within reason. <laughs> it's usually the swearing episode. That's what I usually call it as, because it's more fun that way. Yay! It's Halloween. It's part of the joy. Maybe I'll maybe I will try to dress up again. I don't know. I think it's going to depend on if I remember to take my costume out of the closet this year. I totally didn't do that last year. So yeah, on that note, (laughs) thank you all so much for watching us today. This is episode 176 of CosPod, the podcast for all things cosplay. We will see you all next time. Bye, guys.